Okay, Hare Krishna. Today it would be a real miracle if I could give the class. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you why in a second. Um, I think some of you were on my morning class and uh, I was on fire. I had just arrived from the airport. I was so confident. I felt like so great. I mean, my chakras, my doshas, everything was balanced. It was a miracle because I traveled overnight, got picked up at the airport, drove in here and just boom, sat right into the class. And then I'm at the uh, Laval's house. And then right after eight to nine, right? My boy, I was on fire in the Mississippi. And then um, their brother, Mahul, Dr. M Dr. Mahul Rabel, he loves to cook. He's actually making kanvi today, which is a very exotic gudra. Right after the class, they brought up my breakfast. And I love poha, flat rice, you know, with, with the peanuts and some good mango and something. And I ate the breakfast and then I collapsed. <laughs> and then the door knocked and it was like time to class. <laughs> and now I'm like supposed to be like faking it. Like um, now all my doshas are all over the place now. So, and it's such a high subject. It reminds me of the time that um, I was outside of Prabhupada's room. Prabhupada came out. There's only three devotees to greet him. There weren't many people in Vrindavan at that time. Prabhupada asked the temple president, he said, where is everyone? He said, they're serving. Prabhupada said, wake them up. And Prabhupada walked immediately towards the front where the, where, where the Samadhi was, was like huts, Quonset huts, the construction. So they ran ahead and woke up the devotee. His name was Dwijavar, a French devotee who was in charge of the construction. Can you imagine this one? Prabhupada's coming, Prabhupada's coming. And then he like, hi <laughs> Prabhupada, Prabhupada. So strict. And Prabhupada walked right out the front gate, turned left, and started walking towards the Taparia house where they have the Goshala. And someone ran ahead and woke up all the Grihastas. <laughs> so I feel like that devotee that was like in the Quonset hut and like, hey, Prabhupada. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, 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 if, if I can speak today, it must be. Uh, it must be a miracle, especially on the subject I'm going to speak on. Because as good as I felt this morning, like clear, like nothing. I, I still haven't taken a bath. I've gone to the bathroom yet, so we'll do that afterwards. But <clears throat> as long as I got my Ricola here. Ricola, cloth drops. Okay, okay. Okay, so let me try, okay? 
okay. It'll be a merciful audience. Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 39, Text 29. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Yasanuraga Lalita Smitavagu Mantra Lila Baloka Parirambana Rasa Goshtam Nitasmana Shanamiha Shinadara Vinatam Gopyakatam Twatitarena Tamodarantam when he brought us to the assembly of the Rasa dance, where we enjoyed his affectionate and charming smiles, his delightful secret talks, his playful glances and his embraces, we passed many nights as if they were a single moment. Oh, gopis, how can we possibly cross over the insurmountable darkness of his absence. Insurmountable darkness of his absence. Omagana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuran Mulatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubyas Cha Kripa Sindhu Bayebaja Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gor Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So there's actually such a beautiful, I have a little audience today, so I won't be looking exactly at the uh, screen. There's such a beautiful theology in, in Krishna consciousness. I don't know if you can find anything like it in the world, especially the story of Garanga, that for God to be complete, he has to experience, he has to, God has to be the supreme enjoyer. There's no sense of being God if you're not the supreme enjoyer, because what, what is the sense of control if it doesn't lead to happiness? <laughs> So God must be the enjoyer and controller. And they're connected because control is for enjoyment. We don't have it. We suffer. On the platform of being the enjoyer, 
Because enjoyment means to conform the world to your desires. That's why you control. And the anxiety is, is we're not the controller and we can't be the enjoyer. But what our philosophy teaches us is that real enjoyment is not control, it's love. And love doesn't always entail control. In fact, what love means actually is there's something superior to you, which is the desire of your beloved, which you're trying to please. So the Krishna conscious theology is, is that God for to become complete, he must enjoy love, not just from the platform of the object of love or the beloved, but from the subject of love, the lover. Today is Mother's Day, so this will be an apt example Take the energy called motherly love. The energy called motherly love is enjoyed from two perspectives, the same energy. Because love is an energy between two people in relationship. And according to the relationship, there's a different experience of that energy, which is called prema. So the mother enjoys love And the child enjoys love. The child enjoys love as the, as the object of the mother's love. The child is the beloved. He enjoys the energy of love. And from the other perspective, the mother enjoys the love too. She's from the perspective of the lover. So that one energy of love is, just, is enjoyed from the perspective of the beloved and the lover. It's like two different sides same energy with a different flavor. But if you had to make a comparison who enjoys that love more, it's not the one, it's the mother who's controlled by the child's love. So for God to become perfect in his experience of love, he must become he must experience the love of his devotee, his topmost devotee at the height of her love. And that's the story of Chaitanya. He want, God wants that experience. He wants love of Godhead. So what we're reading now in the Bhagavatam is the experience that God wants. He wants to experience the, the lover's devotee at its height, which is the mood of separation. And there's three feelings of separation. There's a Sanskrit term, term for them. One is you're in separation, knowing that you will be leaving or knowing that someone is leaving. You're in separation. Right? Then the person's in the process of leaving. And then he's left. The process of leaving is the most intense. 
when the, the feelings of Radharani, her love, she's attached to Krishna, and her experience when the chariot wheels begin to move out of Vrindavan towards Mathura. I'd love to go to Nandagaon. Um, when I say that I'm in separation now, and who knows with India, when we'll ever be able to go back. What do you think, Mayapur? How long do you think this can last? A couple of months, this should be. Now everybody has it. Now everyone has it. So now if the numbers are already going down. They're going down. So this year, you will definitely know now. Okay. Looks like. <laughs> okay. I, I also want to go there. <laughs> so in Nandagaon, we go up to the top and we see that road between Nandagaon over in Vrindavan and Mathura and where that chariot is going. So now this is the flavor of that love. And one reason we know it's a favor, flavor of that love, because the process of getting that ourselves is to hear about it when it's perfectly composed. A drama which is perfectly composed allows you to experience the same emotion that it's describing. That's the whole theory of poetics, that if something is perfectly composed, that's why Srila Rupa Goswami was so special. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam, stop. He knew, he not only knew the, the mind, Mano Bishtam, he knew the secret mind, what Lord Chaitanya was feeling in the Rathiatra. He not only knew, knew that, but he knew the science of expressing it. There's two things that are required. One thing that is required is the realization. And the second thing that's required is the ability to recreate it and for that you really have to be rasika rasika in sanskrit means means connoisseur so the, the connoisseur the one who is rasika he's he's experienced something because you can't replicate it unless you experience it there's two things in communication is having the realization and then having the ability to express it that's why Prabhupada says, he, Prabhupada defines realization as the ability to communicate. Because unless you, you know something deeply or realize it or see it, there's a theoretical understanding of the truth. You see something is true. There's a realized understanding of the truth. You see it as true. For example, someone may hear in the Shastra, you know, about you know some kind of sense gratification that is not good. So he may understand that, right? Someone who's addicted to something, they may understand it. You may give them a lecture, this will ruin your life, this is not, this won't lead to happiness, etc. They may understand it as true, but until they actually see that as true, realize it, see it deeply, they they that person, he can he can communicate it. I remember when I, we'd go to Vrindavan and uh, 
not go to Vrindavan. I was in Vrindavan 20, 30 years ago. And at that time, Tamal Krishnamarj was staying there and uh, Giridad Swami and, you know, so many illustrious devotees were staying there for some time. And uh, the classes that were given were so nice. But when I would want to hear a class, it would not be just someone who's a great speaker. It would be someone I knew who was following because they really have something to speak about. And when you have realization, even if you say something simple, it has so much power. Like, for example, chant Hare Krishna. Prabhupada walked in this room and said, chant Hare Krishna. Like, you'd feel it. You'd feel it because he's actually seeing it. So, and that's why Sukadeva Goswami is so great. You know, because he, his realization, he can, he can communicate it. And that's why the sages of Namasharanya, when, 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 when they heard from Sutta Goswami, because they asked so many questions about Kali Yuga, and the last question that was asked was, now that Krishna has left the planet, where will knowledge and religion be preserved? Now Krishna is gone. And what was the answer? The answer was, it would be in the Bhagavatam. He said, I heard it, I realized it. And they went, Sutta, Sutta, Mahabhaga. They repeat his name twice because that's what you want. Because when you hear someone from someone who's realized, it can be communicated to you. So that's one of the things of this Rasika literature. That how do you get your relationship with Krishna? Will you hear the Bhagavatam? In a certain stage of, of purity of heart and, and, and purity of understanding, you hear the Bhagavatam. And then by hearing the Bhagavatam, you become you you, you not only understand how wonderful it is to serve Krishna, but you feel it. You may even feel it in a particular way. So when Lord Chaitanya, his process was, he showed us in his last 18 years in, in, in Puri, when he was trying to understand the, he was trying to understand the, the internal reason for his descent, which is, which is to um, have those feelings. He wanted those feelings. And I think really, if we look at it, that's really what we want also. We want those feelings. We want those feelings. We want love. It's just intuitive that that's really what consciousness and happiness is about. I mean, the whole Vedas is what? To end misery and get happiness. But what is happiness? Happiness is a positive liberation, not just a negative liberation. The negative realization is muktir hitba yata rupam. You give up something that is false and full of suffering. Sarupena vivastita, and you're situated in swarup, your own form, your own reality. And your own reality is a state of love. That's why 
the Krishna conscious philosophy is such a reasonable understanding of reality. If there is a God, what else can be perfection but an intense state of love? And what else would God himself be experiencing? Even from a logical standpoint, from what we experience in this world, <laughs> what is happiness? I, I wrote, helped write that drama, and, and we had this, in that drama, we had this index, um, uh, Krishna, a reasonable conception of reality. And I wrote, I wrote like this, 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 this Vindabhan Sadhu finds this ancient scripture written by one of the cowherd boys. It's a whole story. And then, then there, was, there, there was an index in it, Krishna, a reasonable conception of divinity. And the first point is everyone is looking for pleasure and pleasure is love. If that is the ultimate guiding principle here, why should it not be, why should it not be in the ultimate reality? Make sense, Paramananda? Why should it not be in the ultimate reality? Rasa Vaisaha. And if love is an emotion, why should there not be drama? Drama brings love to its height, brings emotion to its height. It's rasa Vaisaha. The Upanishad says he is that rasa. He is that rasa. So now we're up to this part in the Bhagavatam where Akura, this great devotee, is, is sent by Kamsa because Kamsa has found out that the eighth child, the, the Akashbani, what he was worried about his whole life, that he, that he was going to kill his sister for, the eighth child of your, of your sister, Devaki, will be your death. And he never really knew who it was. And now recently, Narada Muni, to accelerate the pastime, says... You know that you know the you're worried. You're sending all the demons to kill all the people. You know, and they're all coming back. And it's this Krishna. That's the eighth child. And then he makes the plan to get Krishna, and he sends Akura. Why does he send Akura? Because you know when you when you're when you're managing something, you need a good wise advisor. And, and Akura was so intelligent. So he sends his best person with the most difficult task. And then Akura, what is he thinking? By the Ati Anugraha, Ati is unlimited mercy of Kamsa. Which is such an interesting point because sometimes our enemies or, or people who give us difficulty is the Ati Anugraha. They're the unlimited mercy. They teach us some kind of, they're carrying some kind of lesson for us, just like who is the Ati Anugraha, who is the unlimited mercy for Vidura. It was Diodna who threw him out of the house, <laughs> giving him the message, that the message that sometimes we need to hear. It's time to get serious, go on pilgrimage. It's time to get serious. And I would say, if not now, when? 
If not, not now, when? Tamal Krishnamaraj once told me, he said, you know, we all think in the future it'll get better and only gets worse. <laughs> because what? What is our psychology? Our psychology, I will be happy in the future when? When I move this here and I move this here and I move this away and I get this and everything conforms to my, we're in this insane idea. We're in this insane idea that we can be the happy, happy by being the controllers. But when we control, there's no love. When God controls, there's love for everyone. When we control, there's no love. So then when, when we actually get the power, it still doesn't work. And again, coming from Colombia, Coming from Colombia, I, I, I saw that, that is, uh, uh, most of you maybe weren't there in the morning, but I was talking about going to the airport and right now there's protests. So the protest is it's politics. I mean, there, there's a reason they're protesting, but it gets mixed with motive and there's politics for power. Yeah, there's politics for power. And I just had to get to the airport and somehow or other, the roads were gonna be blocked. And I had this driver who was jolly and laughing the whole way. And I was describing this morning, the road that we had to take before we had to confront, we, we, there was one roadblock and the driver turned off another way. And it seems other people knew this on both sides. It wasn't even a road. It looked like one car can fit through it. And our chassis kept on crashing on the bottom because it was so bumpy. And in that impossible one lane highway, this was, this was like an, a typical Indian thing. There, there had to be, there were two way it's bad enough when there's there's one highway either way in India, and then you've got to get past the car and go into the other lane. But when it's really just one lane, then it really becomes difficult. Or, it, or, or you can't, like two cars could barely fit like this. And then there's a truck stuck and you have, you know, it, it was amazing. And he was laughing the whole way with full confidence, full confidence that there's a God. <laughs> anyway, Akura comes and delivers the message and we're supposed to try to enter into the mindset of those who have this energy of relationship with Krishna being told that Krishna will leave. Maybe in this life we had an experience of some relationship that's close. And there's attachment. But this is not, this attachment is not mixed with any sense of selfishness. It's mixed with, it, it's really love. It's the energy of the heart. I really wanna be with you. I really wanna serve you. I really wanna have a relationship. And you're Krishna. 
you're the most attractive, you're the supreme attractive force. And, and what does that supreme attractive force do? It, it, like a, it draws out this energy of, in your heart of love. And now they're told he's gonna leave and they go into this emotional state where various emotions arise that increase what's called their stibob, that feeling. And that's what we want. We want an attraction for Krishna. We want an attraction for the holy name. We want to get to the point that the thing that is best for us is the thing that we most like to do. We most like to sit down and chant Hare Krishna. Because by focusing on that with a pure heart and concentration, we feel that energy. The connection we have with God, which is the point of the most intense love. So they're now they're thinking of and they're remembering What happened? That's what happened in separation. You begin to remember, just like the, the gopis when they saw Krishna in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. Only his head was like a little bit of his head and his peacock feather can be seen. And the serpent with his many hoods was shaking him like this for 48 minutes. The anxiety. He's finished. We even know in this life, there's a certain level of infatuation that a person becomes our life. This is so much deeper. And he's in that coils of the serpent. And what is there? What, what are they feeling? In that type of relationship, that is my life. And without that, I have no life. And that feeling without that, I have no life. The love in the heart is just so intense. And they begin to remember what they're lo losing. They're, they're, he brought us to the assembly of the Rasa dance. We left everything for that person. And we were dancing with him. We, want, we, we wanted him. We were hearing about him. We were thinking about him. And he fulfilled our desire. And he blew that flute. And when that flute entered our ears with the call of his love, I love you, please come to me. It was so forceful that we were ready to give up our good karma. We'll give up our good karma. What's our good karma? We're married. We have children. We're ready to give up everything for Krishna. And there we enjoyed, he was affection, he was smiling to us, he was recognizing our love. Imagine your whole life, I want this relationship, I want this relationship. And then the person tells you with a charming, affectionate smile, I also want your relationship. God tells you, I love you. And they experience that. And they're remembering how wonderful it is. It's a bob. 
to be absorbed in chanting is not just being absorbed in repetition of names, it's to be absorbed in a particular feeling. It's not just words. The Hare Krishna mantra is not just words, it's heart. You're absorbed in a particular feeling. Otherwise, how can you repeat words and then just feel, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world and repeat and repeat and repeat? There must be some feeling of connection, of some bandha, of relationship, and they're feeling that. And not only that, his delightful secret talks, he took us aside. Akura, he has a relationship of kind of reverence because he's even Krishna's uncle and Krishna was respecting him. And he was waiting. He performed such austerities for so many years because he had faith that this is so good to be with God and have this connection that it's worth any amount of trouble or difficulty is just a little price to pay for that. And what, what was he waiting for that Krishna would say, my dear Akrura, he would recognize our relationship. So imagine one day God recognizes our relationship. They had that. His delightful secret talks, his playful glances and his embraces. He actually loved us and he actually expressed that. And that brought out our desire in our heart. And we had such a connection with him. And it was so wonderful. We were so absorbed in it. That's what samadhi is. That's why when we're chanting, we have to have some conception in our mind because we're not gonna be able to focus all the time. Focusing all the time without any cognizance of anything outside of that meditation, that's called samadhi. There's even yogis say 126 minutes without any other thought in the mind. And it's not even another thought in the mind, there's not even a cognizance outside. So when we're chanting, what to speak of us, we're not gonna be able to focus our mind, but what is it gonna to go to? Right, so we should have some conception, some ideas, some thoughts, some place, some identity. That's what called Bhuta Shuddhi, when, when you worship the deity, you don't worship from the platform of this present identity, you purify it. What's that verse? What is the, the, the verse that, uh, what is that verse? You know that verse? That in deity worship, you, you chant. It, it, it ends Gopi Bharta Parakamala Dasa Dasa Anadasa Naham Vipro Chanada Patir Vaishno Nasudra. I'm not this, 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 I'm not this. Gopi Bhartu Parakamala. I'm, I'm the servant of the servant of the servant of the gopis some conception, some idea, some thought. I'm in Vrindavan. I'm at the feet of my guru. Because when the mind wanders, it should be in the context of something that's spiritual because that'll bring you back to the name. The connection to the name is our attachment to the name, our relationship with the name. Oh, gopis, 
how can we possibly cross over the insurmountable darkness of his absence, the depression, in your absence, the whole world becomes vacant. The gopis looking at those coils of the serpent, you are my life. And without you, I have no life. Tapta dukkha sunyam, zero sunyam. Tapta dukkha sadness, tapta tormented sadness. You know, I had I have one friend upstate. He's the younger brother of my college roommate who brought him to Krishna consciousness. And then his brother died preaching. It's a whole story. He was making someone a devotee and someone else objected and there was some violence to his friend and he stepped in between and he was killed. My friend, it's, it's what, 40 years, he cannot forget it. There are relationships. That was his, his brother, his mentor, his everything. There are relationships that enter and then without that, you cannot live. That's your life. Our life is our relationships. Without relationships, we don't have life. So what if you lose those relationships? What does it feel like? And what if it's an eternal relationship that you have the appearance of losing? Because these are just reflections of Krishna's energy in this world. So God wants this feeling. What, is, what are they feeling in this moment that they can lose this? What is the height of their love? Yonashaya brajamananta shakaparito gopai vishan kururajas kuritak lakaswak venum kwanam smitakataksha narikshanena chittam shanot how can we exist with an out Ananta's friend Krishna, who in the evening would return to Vraja in the company of the coward boys? Are remembering, you remember when we, we, we separation all day, but at least when we were, we were separated from him, we heard his flute and we rushed out to see him coming back from the forest. You remember that first day that Krishna took out the cows, how much separation we're in? We waited all day, and then we, what we saw, we, we saw first the padaduli. We saw the, 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 the cloud of the dust of Krishna's millions of cows. And then what did we do? Then we heard his flute, and we heard the kirtan of the cowherd boys, and they were coming back. And then in that cloud of darkness, all of a sudden we saw his beautiful threefold fending form and his smile, and he looked at us and there was an exchange. How can we exist without Ananta's friend Krishna, who in the evening would return to Vrajan the company of the coward boys? His hair and garland powdered with the dust raised by the cow's hoofs. As he played his flute, he would captivate us with his smiling, sidelong glances. He would recognize us, he would acknowledge us, and, and that our shyness, that glance would battle with our shyness and our shyness would lose. We're feeling that. Now, let's see. 
see Sukha Uvacha. Now Sukadeva Goswami is describing this to Maharaj Prickett. Now, yeah. What? Which verses? With a 3931. He he was describing this, how they were feeling. Now he's going to give an analysis of it. Evam Bhuvana Brahatura Brasham Prajastriya Krishna Vishakta Manisa Visrichaya Lajam Rudus Masu Swaram Govinda Dhamma Govinda Dhamma Dharamara Veti Govinda Dhamma Dharamara Veti Govinda Dhamma Dharamara Veti Govinda Dhamma Dharamara comes from this verse, right? Evam Bhuvana Brahatura Brisham Rajastriya Krishna Vishakta Manasa Visrijalajam Ruadusmasuvaram Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti. Sukadab Goswami said, after speaking these words, the ladies of Vraja, who were so attached to Krishna, felt extremely agitated by their lamentation, by their, their imminent separation from him. He hasn't even gone yet. They forgot all shame and loudly cried out, oh, go Vinda, oh, Damodar, oh, Madhava. So they're with their relatives. They, they don't even care because they were thinking, okay, we're always afraid our relatives would know what pain would we have. But Krishna is leaving and this is so much more pain than that. We can't, that petty pain, that petty pain of, of the shame and the embarrassment, that's nothing to the separation of Krishna. So they, all of a sudden, they just can't stop themselves. And, and all the gopis are saying, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti. And all the gopis are chanting, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dharamadaveti, Govinda Dhamo, they're all chanting. For a long time, the gopis had hid, carefully hidden their conjugal love. But now that Krishna was leaving, the gopis were so distressed that they could not hide their feelings. Srinam mevam radutinam udite sabatayata. Akruras chodayamasha kritamaitrodika ritam. But even as the gopis cried out in this way, Akrura, having at sunrise performed his morning worship and other duties, began to drive this chariot. Now, now it's even more intense. They were lamenting that he was going, and now he's going. The chariot wheels are moving. Purport, according to some Vaishnava authorities, Akura offended the gopis by not consoling them when he took Krishna to Matara. And because of this offense, Kuru is later forced to leave Dwarka and be separated from Krishna during the episode of the Shamantaka jewel. 
At that time, Akrua had to take up an ignoble residence in Varanasi. Apparently, Mother Yasoda and the other residents of Vindava were not crying like the gopis, for they sincerely believed Krishna would be coming back within a few days. So in the intense love, you think for the worst. No, he'll never come back. We'll never see him again. And now the chariot wheels are moving. And now that really, and this is what led by Nanda Maharaj, the coward men followed behind what Krishna in their wagons. The men brought along many offerings for the king, including clay pots filled with ghee and other milk products. With his glances, Lord Krishna somewhat pacified the gopis, and they also followed behind him for some time. Then hoping he would give them some instruction, they stood still. As he departed, the best of the yadus saw how the gopis were lamenting, and thus he consoled them by sending a messenger with this loving promise, I shall return. Sending their minds after Krishna, the gopis stood as motionless as figures and paintings. They remained there as long as the flag atop the chariot was visible, and even until they could no longer see the dust raised by his chariot wheels, the gopis then turned back without hope that Govinda would ever return. Full of sorrow, they began to spend their days and nights chanting about the pastimes of their beloved. My dear King, the Supreme Lord Krishna, traveling as swiftly as the... Okay, now that's the next part. So this kind of feeling. So, Govinda Dhamo Dramadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dramadaveti, Govinda Dhamo Dramadaveti. And imagine... They're chanting this as Krishna's leaving. Govinda Damo Dramadaveti. Govinda Damo Dramadaveti. Govinda Damo Dramadaveti. Literally, I rolled out of bed. Parmananda knocked on the door. It was like, it's 11 o'clock, time for class. But this story is just so exciting. This is what God wanted to feel. We have some external understanding of the emotion, but what it actually is. Then you have some sense if you've got some taste for the holy name, some bhava, some mood, then you say, wow. And what will this be when it's like intense? Okay. Jamuna Jaya, at what point did you kind of like? Hey, Valraj, thanks for class. <laughs> Let my audience see here. Okay. Oh, hey, Arunana. <laughs> Everybody, hello. Okay, good. I really loved your point when you said that when we control, there is no love. But when Krishna controls, there is love. I love that point a lot. He's moving things selflessly. He's moving everything for the pleasure of the devotees and to bring the devotees to the highest love. And we move things unsuccessfully to get a little buzz out of the world, little false (laughs) ego. It's hopeless, Jamuna Jaya. We should give up. 
We <laughs> failed life after life after life. That's why they call it the insurmountable ocean of material existence because mm-hmm. we fail and we're trying the same thing and the same thing again and again and again and again. Like Dropity until she threw up her hands and whatever Krishna wanted. Mm. Check me. Okay, thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Godruma Prana Das. Nice uh, to see you. Thank you so much for the sangha. I feel so sheltered. Uh, Maharaj, I like the point you, the definition you give of samadhi, that it's it's focused to such an extent that you lose cognition of everything outside the object of your meditation. And also the point you made that uh, the connection to the holy names is the attachment to the holy names. I think I'm going to write that down. Connection to the holy names is the attachment to the holy names. Thank yes. you, Maharaj. Thank you, Govinda Pran. Nice to see you. Very good stuff. Anybody else? Krishna Maharaj, it's Indira. Um, <laughs> I would I like to mention is somebody else? Yeah, I would like to mention how you said when will we actually be so attached to the things that are actually good for us? Yeah. That, that that's, really nice. that's the blessing in life. Yes. We're attached to the things that are not good for us. <laughs> so so much. we're attached to things <laughs> that don't really elevate the consciousness. They stimulate the senses or they, they, they uh, caress the ego, <laughs> but they don't actually elevate the heart. When you actually, and I think you were there in Kali, where I remember how, how blissful you were just to walk in Mangal Artik in that beautiful yes. open air temple room, you know, in that environment. Oh yes, that you were right. That was that was amazing. Um, also, I wanted to request that one day during a program, you would again sing the um, Karuna uh, Garanga Karuna Koro song that we sang every day. Yeah, that was great. And actually, uh, this Sunday, you know, they have a little Zoom class. Uh, this Saturday, it was Saturday morning, they had a little Zoom class for their congregation because of COVID, but in just general, some people live in the north of the city. So they were doing kirtan and they asked me to sing that. And when you go into that refrain and you actually have the feeling for those words, mm-hmm. it's it, it's really exciting. I'll do that. I'll Thanks. do that. Okay, thank you, Indira. <laughs> okay, I will. okay, anybody else want to say hello? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, Tote Gopinath here. Kishori Radha. Wow, you're already back there, huh? Pick I'm me up back the and ready to celebrate Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you heard about Kishori Radha's tattoo? <laughs> Got a tattoo, Kelly Ann, and said, Happy Mother's Day. How's that? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right, go. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Gail here. Hi, Bo, Gail. Oh, no. Okay. I, I, I have to tell you that, you know, when you were describing your physical condition this morning, 
I mean, just now, the beginning of the class, I got a little inkling that this was going to be a really great class, and you did not disappoint. I have to say, you know, you know, if if my heart is a book, you simply read it out loud. You know, for 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 example, you know, when you said, um, you know, when you know when the relate when you want a, a particular relationship with someone, and then you realize that that person wants that same relationship with you. You know that was one of them, and the other one was, um, you know, when the thing that is best for us is the thing that we most like to do, and that thing is chanting Hare Krishna. You know, I mean that's that's my personal aspiration so you know great class Maharaj. Well, you know you. gail once i started i had no choice to, but just keep on going in the same direction because if i stopped it'd be nothing <laughs> mm. okay thank you anybody else like to say hello Hare Krishna, again two classes today <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Okay, we will. You, you were tired, but still you gave a very wonderful class to us. Thank you very I much. I ate that poa and that mango and banana and fig and walnuts and then crashed out catatonically until <laughs> Parmananda knocked on the door. And I was like, oh, I gotta get the glass. Let me let my wash my Okay, thank you. Hurry, Bo. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's me, Kaylee, my mom. Hi, and Krishna Garaj. And Dad. <laughs> Is that Kaylee and Karuna? And yeah. Joe and and, and Joe Kaylee. Yeah, you're like an afterthought, Joe Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> you, you, you just go work hard and maintain them all so they can enjoy. <laughs> okay, Kaylee, you wrote me that you'd like to speak, okay? You call me tomorrow afternoon, okay? Okay, Marsh. Four o'clock. So nice that you could come all the way to Columbia. I know. I had such a good time. I miss it. You miss it? it? Such a young lady. How old are you now? 18. And not so young, but <laughs> eighteen years old, and come there. Just turned eighteen. And Just we almost we almost broke your New York mood. Your <laughs> New York mood. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, we'll talk. All right, Marge. Great. Yeah, very well. Nice, right? Yeah. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Gurmaraj, Champak. Thank Jump you so up. much for class. Are you in Florida now? Yep. Yeah. The, the kids are screaming. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Are you missing Co Colombia? I can't even tell you, Gormaraj. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel so grateful. Thank you for letting me come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was great. My last day there and all the people coming to see me and... Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it was really, uh, mood was great. Mostly, temple means the right mood, right? 
It has to mm -hmm. be the right move. Okay. At, at least at least they have a date that you come back. So it makes it a little bit easier. Okay. I'll tell you what that is soon. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Anybody else? Haribo Maharaj, it's Jayanta. Jayanta, Haribo, good to see you. Haribo, I just sent you a nice picture of uh, from Colombia in front of a very big tree. Oh. oh, oh, is that the one on the new land? Yes. Let me see if my thing is, you sent it by WhatsApp? Uh, no, it's just on a, I think it's an email. Okay. One second. Well, I don't. Oh, okay. I, here, you and Tree. Let's see. If it comes out, I can show everybody else. A little hard to see, right? Yeah, can you see it? Right there. That's good. And there's Sri Govinda on the left here. Oh, yeah, Sri Govinda on the left. That's the new land of the ashram. It's on the bank of the river. It's the most beautiful piece of land you can imagine. It's about three acres and surrounded by this river stone wall. This rushing river just outside the door. And off, off on the left, you can see the mountains in the distance. And the mountains, oh. And the, and the red ants eating, eating Janta's feet. You remember, the red, you remember the red ants eating your feet? My, not my feet. Oh, it's other feet. It's not sweet enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay, thanks. Jan, you would have enjoyed the adventure getting to the airport. You didn't have that, right? Oh, I did. We had the same problem. Our, our driver had to bribe the protesters to let us through. Really? Okay. Okay, anybody else? Okay, I'm, I'm going to head out now, get ready for the next Gujarati meal. I mean to chant Hare Krishna now, you know, uh, chant Hare Krishna, okay, okay.